Some combinations were just meant to go together. Burger and fries. Order up. Washer and dryer. Online and dating. Ooh, swipe right. At State Farm, there's another combination meant to go together. Home and auto. As in combining your home and auto insurance with one agent. Which leads to another combination. Saving dollars and cents. Your State Farm agent is here to help life go right. Combine home and auto and see how much you can save. Just talk to your Tampa area State Farm agent or find one at statefarm.com. SRN Survival Radio Network. Welcome to the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health. The show is brought to you live and by podcast on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, pharmacist, physician, entrepreneur, Dr. Aaron Williams. We hope that you've had a productive week and now having an amazing and spontaneous day. Hopefully your plans today include some healthy foods and fun. You know, I put some healthy recipes on Twitter. So I think, you know, when you get a chance, you have some downtime, you can peruse there, but see what you like. And I think uh, you might be happy with that. Now, I also want you to include some exercise. You know, we've been talking about this exercise and fitness over the past few weeks, and we're going to touch on that a little bit today. Now, last week we talked about the health benefits of learning a foreign language, particularly when it comes to preventing dementia. And, you know, all of us uh, know about that. Some of us even have firsthand knowledge of it because we had family members that had to deal with that. Now, but the main attraction last week was we had Dr. Felucio Faccariti. He is an interventional cardiologist. Interventional meaning that, you know, not only does he diagnose heart disease, but when those blood vessels get blocked, he's the one that has to go in there and unblock them. So we got some great information for him with regard to heart disease, and best of all, we got information regarding prevention of heart disease. You know, we talked about last week the fact that 80%, 80% of heart disease is preventable. So if you missed that show, uh, just go back and listen to it on podcast. We've also had some other great shows and dynamic guests. So you can go to www.weeklywellnessshow.com, and then Scroll down in the on-demand section to the Weekly Wellness Show. We have an orange and green logo. You can also go to our Weekly Wellness Show Facebook group page. Just go to Facebook and just put in Weekly Wellness Show. We invite you to join. That way you can stay updated, listen to the podcast as many times as you like, share it if you like. We're also on iTunes. For those of you who have an iPhone, you just go to the podcast app. Put in Weekly Wellness Show and subscribe. There's no charge. 
That way the shows come to you automatically. Now, next week, we're going to have another great show. You know, you can't do anything without your feet. You stand on them, you walk on them, you run on them. That's why this area, at least for me, has been one of my favorite areas to study. Uh, I, I almost looked at becoming a podiatrist because once I looked at the anatomy and how things work in the feet, uh, I thought it was quite amazing. No, I don't have a foot fetish that some of my professional friends have condoled me about. But we're going to have Dr. Stanisha Davis, a podiatrist, on next week. And we're going to talk about the health of the foot. Now, I know a lot of us, you know, we get our nails done, we get our pedicures and all that. And, oh, that's great. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about, you know, other things that keep your feet healthy, what type of shoes should be worn, what to do if you have any type of foot pain or foot infection. So I think it's going to be a very interesting show coming up next week. Now, if you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email me at Dr. Aaron Williams at weeklywellnessshow.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Aaron Williams. And again, our Facebook page. We've also launched our Instagram page, so that's going to be very exciting. We're still working on that, but at least it's got started. So, you know, we're very grateful to have you today. You know, it's uh, warm weather outside. Hopefully where you are, there's a lot of sun. Hey, maybe some of you are planning your vacation. Have you done that this year? Or have you gone to your family reunion? I know I have one uh, next week. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times we spend a good part of the year. Remember back in January, New Year's resolutions? We start working on our bodies and staying fit. You know, all of us are working to get that tight body. And then, you know, come summertime, because that's when we want to show it off, in the summertime or spring. But then we go on a vacation, and then, well, you know, vacation time is fun. You know, but there's a lot of food, and let's face it, you know, we run the risk of having some weight gain. So if you've gotten into shape for the summer, it can be difficult to stay on track when you are faced with tons of food options, tasty beverages. So I want to go over just some brief tips as to how to enjoy your vacation without undoing all the hard work that you've done. Number one, and I got about six or seven of these, but number one, be an early bird. Now, if you're planning on spending most of your day with your family or friends, it might be difficult to, you know, to hit the gym. So get your day started by rising early and going for a swim or take a few laps. And then, then you can meet everyone for a healthy post-workout breakfast. You've got your metabolism started. So exercising in the morning will also help energize you for, for the day. So it will kick off your metabolism. Number two, use your surroundings. You know, depending on where you go vacationing, chances are that some of the activity is right outside your door. You know, if you go to the Caribbean, you know, maybe try snorkeling. If you're going to the mountains, maybe try a long hike. Or, you know, maybe you could just be adventurous and do some paddleboarding. All those are activities that you can enjoy but also burn calories at the same time. Number three, you could consider sightseeing on foot. You know, many companies offer the opportunity to, you know, take a tour bus, a trolley, or a ferry, but, you know, why not get a map of the area, find some good walking shoes, 
and take in the sights while you burn calories. And if you're not into walking, hey, cycling is another good form of exercise. So, you know, that way you kind of take in the scenery a little slower than usual. And sometimes it becomes a lot more joyous than sitting on a bus with a bunch of people. Uh, Sometimes that's good and sometimes not. Now, the fourth tip is very, very simple. You hear this all the time uh, is use the stairs. Although that might not seem worth it, steps and calories, you know, they do add up over a few days and particularly in a week. Number five, alcohol. There's nothing wrong with letting loose and having a cocktail or two, but keep a close eye on your alcohol content or intake. The calories from drinks can quickly add up, especially for mixed drinks. So if you have a drink, if you opt to do that, you know, maybe consider having a glass of red wine. You know, hey, that's good for the heart. Uh, and, or maybe a light beer, uh, which has less sugar and fewer calories than something like a pina colada. So just be mindful of the alcohol content. Now, number six, stay away from buffets. Now, <laughs> we often hear people say, that, hey, look, I'm trying to get my money's worth. And, hey, that's fine. I, hey, I do it too. Not a lot, but, you know, it happens. So if you must eat at a buffet, particularly like on a cruise ship, you know, first, why don't you just take a walk earlier that day? And then while you're walking, think about what you, what healthy foods you might want to consume at the buffet. You know, it's nothing wrong with having some, you know, something that's you know, not so good for you, you know, red meat or, or a lot of sweets. You know, might get a little bit of that, but also plan to have those healthy options there as well. And then the last thing is, you got to just go ahead and plan ahead. You know, when you plan a vacation, you know, look for hotels and fitness facilities. You know, make sure you stay at places if you swim that have a pool. And then search for area restaurants and look for healthier menus. All of these, or, you know, the other thing is, if you have a room with a kitchen or a kitchenette, you might go grocery shopping. I know you might want to eat out on your vacation, but it doesn't hurt to have a few females at home or at your hotel. But these are some things to keep in mind for more information about how to stay fit on vacation. Go to www.healthcentral.com. Now, today we have another exciting and informative show for you along with an interesting topic and a dynamic guest. Uh, I mentioned last week we're going to be talking about change and how change can be good for you in achieving your personal freedom. You know, for many individuals, accepting change in their personal and professional lives is sometimes a difficult endeavor. You know, change is inevitable. It's the only thing that is constant in our lives. Whether it is in your personal life or your professional life, can anticipate changes that you will have to adjust to. However, accepting change is not always a popular idea. We typically oppose or resist it. People are reluctant to step out on their faith and their comfort zone because they get attached to their old habits and their old lifestyles. And this makes it difficult to achieve our goals. So, I have asked an expert in this area 
associate certified leadership and executive coach, Paula Maddox, to join us today. She's also the author of the book called The Soul Journey of Change, The Pathway to Personal Freedom. So I'm very excited to have her today. And we'll be, oh, by the way, we'll be taking your calls later in the show. Uh, we will take your calls at 347-989-8385. That is 347-989-8385. And after you do that, press 1, and the producer will get you on the show. But first, let's go to our first commercial break. So please, stay tuned and be informed. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are a part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear, a fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. iDope, iDope, vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. iDope, iDope. Available online at iDope.com. That's E-Y-E-D-O-P-E. iDope.com. Survival Radio Network, with now more than one million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. And thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The S-R-N. Welcome back. It's great to have you. And for those of you listening in the Central Time Zone, we good morning. We're glad to have you. And for those of you in the Eastern Time Zone, good afternoon. We're glad to have you. You're listening to the weekly wellness show, your resource for better health on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. Our host today is Paula Maddox. Now, Paula Maddox retired after completing 31 years with the United States federal government, where she served as a manager and an internal executive leadership and business coach. Paula has developed and published 
business articles and launched leadership curriculums and coaching models to train and support emerging leaders. She's helped entrepreneurs in making key decisions, managing cultural change, and developing organizational strategic plans. Paula is an associate certified coach and a member of the International Coach Federation. Currently, she coaches senior managers and executives in the United States and several international companies. Paula is a native of Greenville, Mississippi, and she earned her Bachelor of Science degree in Agricultural Economics at Alcorn State University. She obtained her Master's of Science degree in Management, Leadership, and Organizational Effectiveness at Troy University. You can find out more about her on her website at www.paulasperspectives.com. But we're lucky today because we have her today right now. So let's welcome to the show Paula Maddox. Well, hello. Good day. How are you, Dr. Ann? How are you? I hope well, things you. are going quite well. Yeah, they uh, are, in fact, they really are. Great. Well, we're glad to have you. We know you're a busy person, but, you know, you're able to, you know, give us some time uh, today and kind of lead us in this this pathway to personal destiny and personal freedom, uh, and uh, anytime we can get a positive word about some direction which we want to go, of course, all of us have different goals, different ideas, but it helps. But, you know, there are some things that are constant, even though the goals might be different, that you have to do in order to be successful. But, you know, basically, how how did you get into, you know, you've, I've, you know, we just mentioned the fact that you've had an extensive career how did you get into professional executive coaching, and, and how does how does an executive coach help us? Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Dr. Aaron, and uh, let me share some of my experiences with you regarding this. Um, mm. What I have found throughout my 31-year career is that um, people have challenges and need additional support in navigating change and strategizing changes throughout their lives. And as you know, we all in, in you know, change impacts us in so many ways, and many people say, well, I don't do well with change. I don't like mm-hmm. change, but the fact is it, it's going to happen. Change is a fact of life, and we are changing whether we are noticing this or not. Uh, just our bodies mm-hmm. themselves are changing every day. But I became uh, very involved with this particular subject matter, uh, particularly during the recent U.S. presidential elections. I had many of my international clients who contacted me and wanted a larger amount of coaching support regarding the change and the shift that they were witnessing in American politics. And it became Mm -hmm. very personal for them because uh, many of them uh, were concerned about the economic shifts and the international relationships between their countries and the U.S., and many of them had, you know, children studying in U.S. universities. So I uh, offered additional support to make sure that they could effectively manage and navigate around all of these personal concerns. 
Wow. That's amazing, uh, the fact that what we do here in America has this chain reaction around the world. I guess it gives credence to the fact that we are uh, getting smaller with social media, with the Internet, and, you know, how we travel. Uh, you can go from one end of the country in a few hours, and you can be on the other side of the world or at least on another continent in a few hours as well. So they contacted you and said, hey, you know, how can you help us? You know, how, how can you help us deal with this? Um, what about on a, on a uh, professional level in, in corporate America? Um, I know you've worked in some of those arenas. How, how would you describe that? I think that's a very good question, Dr. Aaron. Um, it's a very volatile subject, mm-hmm. and we often see that here with U.S. companies, whether they are large, small, or in entrepreneurial situations, that a job can go away at a moment's notice. There are layoffs. Right. Hey, there are businesses that find it difficult to survive in economic downturns and upswings. So there's always that impact. But what we have to always remember is that a job is temporary. A job mm-hmm. is something you can be hired and fired from. But when you start looking at work, work is something that is really related to your gifting, and you can't be fired from your gift. So through uh, the coaching session, like the coaching support, <laughs> I, yeah. I bring my clients to the awareness, you, you are designed and created to work. And once you have right. identified that gift, you will always remain employed because people will be drawn to your gift, and your gifting will um, make room for you. Okay, I need to hold on. I need to write this down. You <laughs> cannot be fired from your gift. That is so cool. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I need to remember that. As well. You cannot be fired from your gift. That is great. I guess that all of that really inspires you to to become an author. Most certainly. It most certainly did. If there's information that I definitely want to share with all the mm. readers and with the public as well, because we have, uh, you know, we just ingested some information that was not entirely true, and it's time that we shift our mental perspective on how we're going to view this thing, because we're, mm. we're looking for sustainability and longevity. So the book really offers that different perspective on how you can really view change and effectively manage it for your life and for your family. Wow. That is great. So now, so you, uh, so you put it down in black and white, pretty much, and people can use this kind of like as a manual, you know, or 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 a, a workbook, or as as a guide, or something to refer to not only now, uh, but but down the road. So, kind of tell us a little bit more about what is the book about, uh, and you know, I know we we can't read the whole book, but. You know, what are, what are the, some of the topics as far as the chapters and that kind of thing? And how do you move people along uh, in that in that book? Well, the book is really, it's a very brief read. It is segmented mm-hmm. into like six short chapters. But uh, the first thing I did want, want readers to really ingest and be in awareness about is that life begins and ends with a change. It's not mm-hmm. if change is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And just right. like we prepare for uh, natural disasters, we prepare for um, different impacts or family uh, changes by buying insurances for our vehicles, for our homes, uh, life insurances. 
how do we prepare for change? Well, the only way that you can prepare for change is to develop a plan because it will happen. So we have to ask ourselves, what is our plan? And our plan not only impacts us, but it, it, it impacts everyone who is dependent upon us. So that ripples throughout the family, and, and that not only means immediate family, but extended family as well. So that first chapter just really places you in a different perspective about change because we must plan for it. If we plan, if we would like to manage it effectively, that is the only way that we can do that. And the preceding chapters after that, it talks about uh, giving you tips on how to develop your plan. How mm-hmm. do you just do that? Because some people uh, need additional support in developing that plan. You need that additional awareness. You need that additional feedback. How do I really sit down and develop this plan? And then how do I develop a plan that avoids the derailment? How can I make it, make it sustainable for me and for everyone who's dependent upon me? And then the book also begins to talk about the cost. What is the cost mm-hmm. of what I am doing? Because Many of us, I mean, all of us are given the same 24-hour cycle every day. Right. And right. the difference between the unsuccessful versus the successful people is how they are managing their time. So time is a non-renewable yeah. resource. When you realize it is a non-renewable resource and that it has to be valued and it will never be returned onto you, what changes are you willing to make and at what cost? because there are short-term and long-term benefits. Right. Uh, it's interesting that you say that because, uh, number one, uh, you know, like you said, uh, it's not going to – we don't get that back. We don't get days back. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a motivational speaker several months ago, and he brought up the fact that the average person – not the average person. Let's say a person lives 75 years, and I've forgotten what the amount was, but let's say that – person who lives 75 years, you calculate that in days. I've forgotten the numbers, but it's probably around 25, let's say 30,000. And so if you you take your age and multiply it times, uh, you know, if you calculate your your days, then you, you really have how many days that you have lived and really how many days you got left. And that really kind of stuck with me because sometimes I could be somewhat of a critical thinker. But when you put it in paper and say, you know, God, I got these many thousand days left, that's if I live to 75. Now, I'm trying to, you know, do some of the things that we talk about on the show and live to 120. But my point is that you hit the nail on the head with the fact that we have to go ahead and move and make change in our lives because we don't, we may not get those opportunities back. And so I think that's why this, uh, show today is very important. Now, you know, we also talked about, you know, we've been talking about health, uh, particularly on this show, but but let's re- why don't we reflect on how change impacts us, uh, particularly from a health, uh, you know, mental health, emotional and spiritual spiritual realm. Uh, what what is your take on on that on how change impacts? Well, there is a large impact, and it impacts us you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And when Mm -hmm. we start thinking about shifting our mentality of, let's say, a shift from employment to deployment, that helps a lot. Uh, Many of us talk, well, you know, you go to school, you get your degree, you get your specialization, and you go out and find a job. Well, the job can go away. 
So what would happen if we would focus uh, more so on the deployment of the gift, the talent that will keep you employed? Because people will be drawn to the gifting and the talent. So we shift from employment to a mentality of deployment. And that will really decrease the risk of mental illness, distress, Mm -hmm. depression, and all of those things that go along with unemployment or the lack Mm -hmm. of income. That impacts not only you, but everyone who's involved in your environment. Because if for every layoff and every firing, there's a ripple effect not just on the entire family, but the community structure as well. So it, it just ripples out into a large global perspective. So you, you want to be able to live a healthy lifestyle, and you can do that by keeping yourself gainfully deployed by using your gift and knowing what right. you were created to do. Right. Well, you know, I found that a lot of people, you know, I, you know, and, and kind of looking at this, I think there are some, you know, I saw one uh, article that talked about why people are so afraid of change. And it listed several things. Uh, one of them was, you know, some people dread just agonizing over certain decisions, um, you know, because they feel, you know, they feel a stress, they feel uh, isolated. Uh, and then, you know, one of the other reasons that they gave was fear of the unknown and being reluctant to taking chances. Uh, and so there are various reasons why fear, you know, some people would rather keep things the same way than, than deal with change, I guess is my bottom line. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm assuming that your book helped with that, you know, tackle the fear of change because some people just like things the way they are. They don't know whether or not the change may be exactly good for them. So I Absolutely. think if we can tackle fear, it might be something that that we can we can deal with. Well, you know, I'd like to to go ahead and, and get ready for our second break. But when we come back, you know, let's put this let's put the plan into work. I like to see how to you know how can we initiate effective change in our lives you know, and and sustain it. Uh, so we've kind of identified the problem, but now we're going to go on to the solution. So with that. We'll go to our second commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned and be informed. I got 
Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me you haven't heard yet? You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Let me break it down and make it plain. On August 13, 2017, one of the greatest events is going to take place. This is the 6th Annual Nonprofit Trinity Awards that's going to be taking place at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. Now listen, men, you've got to have your swag. Women, you've got to wear your finest, your gowns, because at 5 p.m., there's going to be a photo op session. Yes, people are going to walk down the red carpet, have their photos taken. It is going to be wonderful. Mix and mingle, they'll be all dirty. What is this all about? Well, let me tell you. On August 13, 2017, at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center, it's going to be the Nonprofit Trinity Awards, the sixth annual one, that is. For more information, you've got to go to www.nonprofittrinityawards.org. Don't miss this great event. It's going to be second unto none. you got to be there. Hope to see you. Your resource for better health on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. Our guest today is coach and author Paula Maddox. Before we went to the break, we were talking about change and how it's important for us to recognize it and, and identify why if we don't address it, you know, there may be some positive and there may be some negative consequences of it so you know continuing on and by the way we'll be taking your calls uh toward the toward the end of the show uh and uh and we'll be at 347-989-8385 that's 347-989-8385 press one and the producer will get you on with your comment or question but continuing on we're talking about we're getting ready to talk about how to initiate effective change in our lives. And I have an expert. So, Paula, how do we do that? How do we you know you know, once we decide that something is wrong, something is not right, how do we how do we get in that process? It's a very good question and my philosophy is and I've heard other people also state this, if you want to change your life, you have to change your heart. Mm. It means you've, you've got to change the way you view life and how you view yourself, and it starts with self-love. So you have to love yourself before you can love anything or, or love doing anything else outside of yourself. But when you start talking about effective change, we have to go back to the concept of time once again. 
Um, researchers have already proven that the average American will wait approximately 16 years of their lives just watching television. Wow. Right. So when you right. think about 16 yes. years and what you could possibly do at that time, what change are you willing to make? Right. That's an astounding statistic. So, so you know, one um, way. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. No, so so you're saying that one way to 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 do this to initiate effective change is to be aware of our time. Yeah. And and yes, not yeah. necessarily spend it in you know in front of television or or some other uh, ways that really don't give us a benefit. They may be entertaining for a minute, but it, we could probably find uh, a, a better use uh, with our with our time. Because again, once again, if I go back to the rule with the with the 75 years and the number of days, uh, we won't get that back. What else might we do as far as initiating effective change? And, and you know, one other important question, when should someone contact a coach? That's a very good question as well. You can always contact a coach whenever you feel there's additional support needed. And what we're finding is that uh, Gen Xers are very um, assertive in locating coaches and they brag about the fact that they have personal coaches, whereas mm. sometimes the, the veteran workers and older, um, the older community feel that it's associated more with counseling and therapy, and it is not. Coaching is mm. a separate entity all to itself. Coaching is where coaches like myself ask the powerful, mm. deep dive questions that will give you an awareness so that you can find the answers within yourself because only you know what's best for you. We just take right. you to that place within you to help you come to that awareness and to discover where that answer is inside of you. So, so you're saying we you need know, to start as – go ahead. So that that's the purpose of coaching, and you always uh, should feel free to seek a coach whenever you need that additional support, and you may only need a coach for maybe one session or for a number of weeks, or you may need a coach as an uh, to use as an accountability partner for a longer range of time. All of that is fine. Mm. Mm. I like the accountability partner bit because a lot of us start very well. It's like uh, use example of uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's resolutions. And, uh, you know, we kind of do well for a bit, and then down the road we kind of kind of fall off the wagon. And so I do like the concept of the, uh, you know, having accountability. Now, what about the price of change and, you know, versus investing in ourselves? I mean, I think, you know, for example, a lot of people, you know, they have a lot of different reasons why they maybe don't go take a course. Maybe they don't learn a language or they may – not want to go back to school or get another training, but I guess there's consequences of that. And so what, what's, how do you coach people on that? What's your perspective on price of change versus you know, investing in ourselves? And that's a very good question as well. Um, it goes back to how we value ourselves individually. Once you value something, say, for instance, if I gave you a prize that I saw um, that was in my Cracker Jack box, versus mm-hmm. um, a Rolex, uh, an expensive Rolex watch, which one would you value the most? And we should be viewing ourselves as the most valuable thing on earth because we are here to share and to offer our talent and gifts to the world and to make it better than it was when we first got here. So once we start learning to value ourselves, then we will learn to value our time because um, 
to even listen to an astounding statistic stating that the average American will lose approximately 16 years of their lives watching television. We're not being entertained. We are containing ourselves. We're Uh being contained by the broadcast. So uh, how productive can we be just sitting there? And once you realize the value of time, then you're able to sit down and really develop a vision and a purpose for yourself. And that will help you to develop an effective plan for change. So I can see you as a coach or, you know, or someone as a coach sitting down with someone, kind of kind of having this same type of combo, something similar, and, and developing a plan. So I, I'm assuming you, put, you all put pen or pencil on paper and actually do that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We sit down and go through a plan. Because the plan is just a roadmap. Uh, if you don't know where you right. currently are, and if you don't know where your destination is, so then you're just left there floating about, becoming frustrated, stressed, having impacts upon your health and your body. And, you know, when, you, when we become stressed and we're unable to navigate through life, we're really in a state of unconscious suicide. We're not conscious of what we are doing to our lives and our bodies that would cause us constant deterioration. So there are impacts, and there are large costs associated with all of this. Right, right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you find some of these fears, uh, you know, you've worked internationally, do you find these, these, you see some of the same trends across the world as you do here in the U.S., you know, know, when you compare your international clients to to your domestic clients? Absolutely. I see a lot of common threads, and all of the fears and all of the delays and all of the support that is needed really comes down to one common denominator, our core Mm -hmm. values. Mm -hmm. What is our core value? Because that is what regulates what we do and what we do not do. And when there is a conflict or um, some type of impact upon the core value, then that's where the problem originates. Wow. Wow. And I guess in order to have those core values, you have to do some self-examination. And, you know, I, I noticed uh, in your book you talk about kingdom principles. And, and explain to us what, what is that about and why you need to kind of recognize those or establish those before setting off on this journey. You know, I, I inputted, you know, I inserted the kingdom principles because that's the core. It, it really relates to the core value part of all of this. Uh, the kingdom principles are really are placed in that book because we have to go back to why we are here. It's just like if we purchase a new vehicle, we are very adamant about babysitting that, that new expensive car. We want to make sure we look at the owner's manual to make sure we put the correct type of oil in it, the correct type of gas in it, because we know if we don't, it will malfunction on us at some point. We are the same as human beings. We have a master creator, and that was a master plan when we were created. So the owner's manual, um, in my context, is the Holy Bible, and it dictates what we are to do and not to do in order to avoid a, a malfunction within our lives. So if you're going to pull away from that master owner's manual, then... Yeah, some things are going to happen that is going to really require us to do some deep dive work to get back on track. That is great. Yeah, I guess you have to, you know, it gets back to core values. And and I guess that is the report card or the ruler, if you will, to measure things as you go through life. I think uh, goal setting, 
is very important and you know really having them on paper and then going back to them and uh and 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 reviewing them and, and comparing them to what you are dealing with now and saying hey look you know is this something that is congruent with what i planned a year ago 6 years ago or 1 month ago or 1 week ago uh so i i agree there's got to be some type of 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 base in which you need to perform and compare things to. We'll go ahead and start taking calls if you have any. Uh that's at every code three four seven nine eight nine eight three eight five. Just press one to get on to the show if you have a question. Now going on what about uh let, let's break this down. What about financial wellness? I mean, you know you know, I, I you know, we're not saying anyone should be money hungry, but you know, guess what? still have to pay bills, uh, still have to put our kids through school, we still have to feed ourselves. What do you recommend in those scenarios? That's a very That's good question, and I think right. And the first thing we have to recognize is the investment itself. Um, how do we mm-hmm. value money? Do we consider money um, an investment? I know sometimes we run across our day-to-day routines, and we often see maybe a penny on the cold or a quarter um, that may have fallen on the ground or in the parking lot. And if it's a penny, a lot of times we walk past it. But a penny can grow. It's like an acorn that can grow into an oak tree. You keep gathering enough of them, you start building wealth. But every penny that we spend is a future investment. So when we start thinking about what are we actually buying, is it something that we actually need, is it something that we will actually enjoy every day, or will we you know, store it away in a storage locker and never see it. And if you're not going to see it or enjoy it or use it, then why are you purchasing it? Did you save that money to really purchase something that you can really utilize that would yield something for you in the short term or maybe in a long-term basis? It's how we do the money that really, you know, determines whether we are going to be financially stable or, you know, or not stable with money. Right. Well, and now the other one other question I and I saw and mentioned was, okay, you know, we're talking about change in ourselves, but let's say you want to see, or one wants to see, a change in their spouse, partner, or child, or family member. How should we approach that? I mean, I, I guess there's nothing you can't force anyone to change, but what should be our attitude when someone else? Is grappling with change that's close to you. And you know, that's often a question that comes up in um, my coaching sessions. You know, we cannot mm-hmm. impact, we can't force a change upon someone else. We cannot change anyone else. However, we can be an influencer of change. And a lot of that is based on the modeling and the example that we are setting. So, are you really living the change that you would like to see in the world and the people around you? Uh, what about the people around you? Maybe you need to change your acquaintances and the people that are in your environment. Do they help you to grow? Are they adding any benefit to your life? Are you adding a benefit to theirs? If there's no growth in any type of relationship, regardless of the level of the relationship, then you have to ask yourself, then why is it there? Because if I want to be a multimillionaire at some point in my life, I need to start studying researching, being around people of wealth, 
if I stay around the same right. people who are not in that arena, then it's highly unlikely I would not, not get to that goal. So it's important for us to really place ourselves in a position where we are preparing for whatever goal we have set for ourselves. And, again, it goes back to some of the core values. How valuable is that goal or that destination to you? If it's valuable, right. then you will place an investment of time into it. Right. So, yeah, it gets back to, hey, what's important to me now? Um, uh, you know, are my is my retirement where it should be? And what do I need to change in order to make that happen? Uh, do I have enough money to send my kids to school? If not, what changes do I need to do uh, to make that happen? Or we can go back, you know, so, so that kind of, you know, we touched a little bit on the financial bit. Now, what about the health bit? You know, on this show, we've gone through so many uh, different, you know, diseases, heart disease, cancer, dealt with the number of that. What about health changes? Because I mentioned, you know, last week we had a cardiologist on talk about preventive cardiology, staying out of the cardiologist's office, and talked about the fact that 80% of heart disease is preventable. How, do you, how would you help someone from a, from a health standpoint? who, you know, I guess has been now diagnosed with something, uh, you know, say diabetes or being overweight. And, of course, we realize the fact that, okay, hey, this is what you need to do because you might have been born with those genes, but your lifestyle may prevent you from having it. So how would you how would you tackle someone like that? And we all know dieting is hard, but how, how would you help someone in that area? It's a very good question, and it comes up a lot in coaching as well. And a lot of people will seek coaches for the main reason of having an accountability partner. That accountability partner will allow allow that client to check in with that partner to provide that support mm-hmm. when they they know they are getting weak about or need additional discipline and support around something that is happening with their lives. Because something is happening when your heart turns around and attacks you, and we call it a heart mm-hmm. attack. What is actually going on? Let's address the core of the issue. The Mm -hmm. accountability partner will help keep you on track, and we all will get off track from time to time. That is okay. It becomes a problem when we don't take the time to get into the awareness that, hey, I am off track. And now that I am off track, what am I going to do to get back on track? The accountability partner is always a good resource for that. Right. Now, I'm assuming that you also do some some lecturing and 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 you know speak at some conferences or meetings. And what type of audiences would you know do you usually have interaction with? That's a good question. It varies. I have spoken to college university students and all the way to more mature audiences. Um, they want additional information um, who, who really don't understand the concept of coaching and who need additional information, where to uh, to really link up to additional resources, how coaching can be a benefit to them in their lives and what's going on with them. So it ranges from the college university uh, audience all the way to the mature crowd. So there's a, there's a large variance, but what we're finding in coaching is that everyone needs support. I am an executive coach. However, I also have a coach. So we all need that additional support in the other areas of our life from time to time. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's another thing. You know, how do you coach 
a CEO of a company, particularly a large company. I mean, I'm saying this because most people uh, view the CEO of the company uh, as someone who theoretically has worked hard, theoretically have done, must have done something or a series of things to get to where that person is. Uh, but when you coach leaders and, 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 and high-ranking managers, uh, is your approach different? Are we dealing with egos, or, or I guess they, they know uh, it's kind of settled in their ego before they call you. But what, what's it like in that area, and how can you help? people in business and people in, in, in management? Well, that's a good question. Sometimes uh, some of the clients do have a large ego, but once you start with the coaching session, it, it's a development. It's a, it's a relationship that you're developing. It's a relationship of trust. And once they begin mm-hmm. to trust you and they understand, well, I'm coming to you because I need assistance, I need, a, I need the support, then they become more open. But what we also have to remember is that, say, for instance, anyone who wins a U.S. presidential election or stands in a position of a CEO of a company, mm-hmm. I can always relate to them the same concept and principle that I had when I was managing employees. The employees don't work for me. I work for them because if they are not doing their job effectively, guess what? I will not look good, and I will not be making my, my goals as well, and then my boss will be calling me in. So I am here to support those who work for me. And if you have a relationship with, between your employees uh, within your company or organizational structure where there are some relationship issues, that needs to be addressed as quickly as possible before it, it really snowballs into something greater. Right. So those, yeah. things, those uh, CEOs, yeah, they want that support. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess part of being a smart leader is knowing when you need help. And knowing Absolutely. that you are not an island and that, you know, I, sometimes I take solace in the fact that, you know what, I'm not the first one to have to deal with this. If somebody else has already did it or went through it. Also, somebody else has probably written about it or spoke about it. I just got to find out where that source is and see can I get some tips regarding to that. And, uh, you know, sometimes that, that, that kind of helps and decreases the isolation. Um, where where would one get a hold of your book, and uh, how would one do that? Oh, well, it is available in print and on um, electronic format at Amazon.com. Uh, just search The Soul Journey of Change, The Pathway to Personal Freedom, or search my name, and that book will pop up on the screen, and you will have availability to purchase it. Now, let's get back to the on the personal side, family side, uh, as far as coaching is concerned. What are some of the benefits of of, of having that? I, you may or may not get into that because you, you're in, you know, you've dealt with some of the business side and leadership side. But, you know, I, I guess uh, with uh, downsizing of certain companies and that kind of thing, uh, you know, let's say someone uh, is in mid-career and their company is being, uh, downsize. Uh, how do you help people with that on a personal level so that this doesn't affect their families because it's already affecting their income? What approaches do you use to take in that scenario? It, it is, and that's a good question as well because as I deal with my international clients, many of them uh, work for U.S. American companies. 
but they are still oh. based in their native countries. So you have a cultural context that we navigate through uh, where there may be some cultural or core value conflicts. So we navigate through that as well. So um, say, for instance, I have quite a few clients in Singapore right now. Singapore is going through an economic downturn. And a lot mm. of my clients are looking for other avenues and sources of income and, and revenue streams and how to stay afloat. So you provide that support and also um, making sure that uh, they can deal with the, the professional context yet still be available um, to their family and and really, you know, share that change and get them to understand the changes that you are currently going through on a professional level. Right. Wow. You know, I, the uh, international thing intrigues me, and I guess mainly because uh, uh, you see some, some similarities. Uh, we're all human, but we live in different parts of uh, this green earth. Uh, so you can see some similarities, but you can also see some, some differences in how people you know, handle uh, certain things. So, uh, I, I and I guess you you have to keep those in mind when you are coaching on an international level, knowing that there is a difference in how people were raised, how they were educated. Most certainly, you have to be very respectful of their core values, which are you know everyone's core value is different. So, I am very respectful of what people consider their core values to be, and all of the conversations are very much confidential. So they have, uh, they're have, they able to have a conversation with me, an open conversation, and surrounded by a great deal of confidentiality and trust. And that's the key to coaching. Right. Well, what about, you know, what about if someone's uh, going back to the being afraid to make a change and being reluctant to make change? You know, like, you know, let's say if you're the, in a relationship that's really not working, but you're afraid to make that change, or you're in a job that's really not working for you, it's not going along the path, um, how how does someone get the first place? Yes, and that happens a lot. That's a conversation that I have uh, quite a bit with my clients, and it comes down to fear versus faith. Mm-hmm. And it, right. like I said, it goes back to that core value. On conversation, where is your faith? What is it based upon? And is it working for you? And if it is not working for you, where can we go from here? What can we do that will work for you? So that that in itself is a change, a change of awareness and a change of perspective. So change is surrounding us in every area of our lives. We we can't segment ourselves. We come as a whole person everywhere that we go. So we have to deal with right. the whole person, even in these situations. Right. Well, Paula, how can one get in touch with you? Uh, what's your, you know, I gave you out your website earlier. Um, what are some other areas, and how can you be reached? I can also be reached. You can contact me via email at paulasperspective at gmail dot com, or you can call at four zero four six six zero. 2486, as well as contacting me through my website, which is www.paulusperspectives.com. Okay. And if you could, could you repeat that, that telephone number again? Most certainly. That is 404-660-2486. Okay. And purchasing your book, um, Amazon. Yes, it can be purchased uh, yes, in print or uh, on Kindle. 
at Amazon.com. Just search the title or search my name, and it will be available to you. Great, great. Okay, well, hey, we are so grateful that you're able to join us today, kind of having us to fall back and look at things in, in our lives and make certain changes. So, you know, once again, I'm grateful that you're able to join us. Uh, I'd like to invite you back again in the near future to tackle another topic. So thank you for coming today and, and, and enlightening us. Well, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Well, so that concludes another episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. If you missed any of it, you can always listen to it on our podcast. If you want to hear something again, you can always go to our podcast. And if you think this information helped someone else, share the show. So taking us out is a group of jazz artists collectively known as In Groove. So until next week, be happy, be healthy, and be kind. Saturday sale with 50 to 75% savings store-wide. Plus, use your savings pass and take $10 off a $25 purchase from store opening till 3 p.m. today. Find sizzling specials every day. Shorts, capris, and sandals for her, $19.99. 14-karat gold chains, 65% off. And men's tees, buy one, get one free. Right now at Macy's. Savings off sale prices, exclusions apply. Savings pass excludes specials.